Hello and welcome. <laughs> that was good. I like that. <laughs> you like that? Uh, now we're official. Yeah. <laughs> what an intro. I would think that guy that set that set that all up all that up for us. Did a pretty decent job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not too shabby. <laughs> so welcome everyone. To what are we looking at tonight? Podcast. First, we should give thanks to the veterans on Veterans Day here. Excellent so point. For yeah. our United States veterans, so thank you for everyone for your service, uh, for your family sacrifices, your friend sacrifices, and uh, for keeping us all safe and free in this country. So first of all, we want to make sure everybody understands that on this Veterans Day. So the topic that we have selected for this week is about self-awareness, which is one of the key focuses of SEL, social emotional learning. So what we did was we sent out a survey to some of the students. Uh, we had 600 responses about self-awareness. And before we get into the actual poll, I wanted to explain to you what we had as the definition of self-awareness, because that's one of the issues that we're going to discuss about do people even know what it is in order to um, evaluate their own level of self-awareness. So self-awareness is the ability to understand one's emotions, thoughts, and values, and how they influence behavior across contexts. This includes capacities to recognize one's strengths and limitations, as well as uh, with a well-grounded sense of confidence and purpose. So again, dictionary definitions could be difficult to understand, but we're talking about this concept of self-awareness today. So we gave questions that included, um, again, pie charts that, that go into, I am able to identify my emotions and pinpoint the cause or causes of them. I know who I truly am. Third one was, I show my authentic self to others. Then we had a fourth question where they could have checked all that apply. I am aware of, and then these are the options, um, my strengths, my weaknesses, what makes me happy, what stresses me out, where I fit into my family, where I fit into my school, who my real friends are, what is best for me, my purpose in life. And then the open-ended question that we had uh, was, what do you do to maintain self-awareness? And we had about 300 responses on that. So about half the people who did the poll, we had 600 responses and about 300 or so yeah. did that one. So that's a little less than what we normally would have, but I'm not surprised because I feel like some people are not aware of what self-awareness is, for lack of a better word. Well, especially as a teenager, I, I think that might be, maybe they think it's a little premature to kind of, um, have an idea of who you are and, you know, well, you know, kind of where you belong and what your strengths and weaknesses are. And, uh, I mean, I, I, again, I always look back and think as a teenager, did I, did I have, uh, any idea? I mean, what my, I guess I did to, to some degree, but I also felt that, uh, gee, I'm only 15 or 16 years old. So, I mean, is it too early for me to kind of take inventory? I don't mm -hmm. know. You know. I mean, the other part of it is how, how often are they asked these type of questions? Like mm -hmm. it, it doesn't come very often. Uh, and when it, when it does, even if you ask a kid, like what their strengths are, they look at you like, well, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. You know? And it, yeah. it's very hard for them to, to think about these. I mean, I mean, it is a big idea, like yeah. really digging in and thinking more about yourself as opposed to the things around you, which is, it's much easier to focus mm -hmm. on, you know? Yeah. I can't even really remember although i've always been told that uh you always think you know what the answer is you know like <laughs> overconfidence and that started yeah, right. at a very young age to think that uh um and i saw my own children go through that as well right so you just you, and 
I saw myself in them. So you just let them have their say. They know better, you know. So it was just at the time, whatever it was that was, no doubt it's, you know, and blah, blah, blah. But it was letting them have their say because I, I went through exactly the same thing when I was there. Mm -hmm. It is a level, you know, I, I was just talking there, you know, especially as when you're younger and when you think you know certain things and you kind of combat people on it and say like, no, I know better. Or yeah. I think about even like fashion choices and mm -hmm. like hairstyles and things like that. And it's like, mm -hmm. this is what I want. And it's like, are you sure you want to do that? And yeah. it's like, <laughs> you just don't yeah. realize yeah. that you look back at a picture yourself. What the hell was I thinking? Or why did I do mm -hmm. that? Or, and people would, might even tell you like, eh, maybe you don't go that route and you just like do it anyway. And people, and, and you know, and it just doesn't matter. I also want to welcome Lima back today. By great to have her back. Yeah. Very great. happy to have welcome you back. back. Yeah. Happy um, to be here, y'all. So, um, you know, I just think the idea of, and I would even, when I was making these questions and when I was thinking about this concept, I was really, it's very deep. It's very philosophical mm -hmm. in many really ways is. too. And I was sitting there to myself going, when was the last time I really thought about these specific questions mm -hmm. as opposed to just being like, oh yeah, I'm self-aware because in general, general terms, I know what I'm good at. I know who I am. I know what matters most to me. I know what my priorities are. And I'm also, you know, hypersensitive to my surroundings as well. Mm -hmm. Like part of that's like the anxiety thing of like always keeping my head on a swivel and like being aware of how people or how I might be coming off across to them and then just are you know are, do you need anything or whatever that kind of thing like that whole approach of like how are other people looking at me in this situation too well i don't want to take this down the wrong road but i'm gonna throw <laughs> this in there anyway um now we i'm thinking about a lot of stuff i'm reading about uh when it comes to um discipline becoming student success and this restorative justice approach and a big part of it is understanding that a lot of people don't don't know how they come across like I'll be, yeah. I'm sure you see this a lot too, Alima, in your in your um, uh, position. A lot of times when I'm I'm working with a, a student, I can see it in their eyes that you don't know how you're coming across. Mm -hmm. You need to kind of check down and think about what you you did, think about what you said, even what you're saying right now. Yes. Do you, do you understand what you just said when mm -hmm. you sat down in my office right. and and how I might perceive that and. And you're kind of trying to, you know, cut them a break, but at the same time, you do have to make them aware of that. Like, yeah. you know, uh, you, you, again, you, you, that I, I think just the inability to to understand, um, they have to be even looking. Forget about being self aware. That self awareness even exists. Yeah. That you have to kind of stop yourself, pause, and and reflect on, you know, again, what you've done, what you're doing right now, and you know, kind of reading yourself. Yeah. Let, let me give you a, an, an anecdote, true thing that just happened recently, probably within the last month, is, you know, everyone's wearing masks. So your eyes are pretty much the only thing mm -hmm. that can emote something, right? Mm -hmm. Or body language. Yeah. So I was asking a student something and she was responding, but constantly was rolling her eyes. And I was like, listen, you got to <laughs> stop yes. doing that because right. yeah. it comes across as disrespectful. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because everything I'm saying, and even as I was saying it, the eyes were rolling. And I'm like, it doesn't come up. I'm just right. letting you know, because I really do like this student a lot. Mm -hmm. And she's very bright. And I think she has a great future. Yeah. And I, I was not trying to be, I was just saying like, there's no filter. How, how this is coming across right now, mm -hmm. even though you're not intending it to be disrespectful, right. is very disrespectful because everything I'm saying to try to 
kind of reroute your behavior or to reroute your your thought process about whatever is going on. It's almost like you're dismissing it. Yeah, you're just you're rolling your and and it was constant, mm-hmm. and it was like, well, that's just the way I am. I said, well, I'm just letting you know that's not a good way to be, and it's something you should be aware of. Mm-hmm. and how it's going to be received by people because you do have a bright future but that could really get in the way of yeah, it absolutely. if you don't nip that in the bud right now because it, and it was taken as an insult you're about to say so. you're, you're gonna roll your eyes at me right other, now but no, no. no. <laughs> but how many other people address that with right. the student before yeah. like so now i'm the bad guy right right who never like right. she's never been told probably that before so again her response automatically even if you're telling her is to continue doing it because it's a behavior that right. he's always had yeah. and it's hard to break that pattern but it's like again think about how many kids we come across every day that they have these ticks these yeah. little yeah. things mm-hmm. that they yeah. do and you're like you really shouldn't do that and i find myself saying that a lot too like kids that come in and like man and i'm like who are you talking to yeah. i am not mm-hmm. your right. friend right right can you please rephrase and do that again yeah. and then yeah. they go Okay, Miss um, Petta, you know, and yeah. it, it's very interesting that they don't even think about it because it's just so automatic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. But again, it's it even goes back to like code switching and knowing who you're talking to when you're talking yeah. to them and how you're supposed yeah. to approach them. Right. Um, but sorry, go ahead. No, that, that's on, a good I point. went on a rant. No, that's a good point. <laughs> there are so many times that we, um, I think, sometimes come well that we come across as we're only talking about teenagers because we we deal with teenagers, but. We deal also, uh, you know, with adults, and you almost want to say, didn't anybody tell this guy when he was 15, <laughs> yeah. right? Now you're 45, right? Um, you didn't have Dave Ritchie or uh, Alima Putup to say, you know, don't come across this way. Right, you yeah. mean, you, you've mm-hmm. gone this far, and, yeah. and nobody said, um, hey. So I know, feel like I know who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm right here. <laughs> Uh, uh, this guy. No, um, uh, you, you know, sometimes when you have to have that speech with somebody, you have to say, you know, you're at a line or whatever. Um, it's hard to convey, you know, convey the fact that uh, you, you got to thank me or oh, I'm doing you a favor. Like we, we said about uh, that person with the rolling mm-hmm. the eyes, I'm going to be cool with it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, hold it against you because I know, you know, but a stranger will. Yeah. You know, a stranger's going to hold that against you. Right. It wasn't even a disciplinary thing. It was just like an awareness thing. I'm just like, I'm just calling this to your attention because it's not. And and then Stop as I was it. doing it, other students were watching and they started laughing because they saw that what I was saying. She kept doing it. Mm. I was just like, I was like, now it became like a joke in yes. a way. And I'm like, I'm, this is why it's an issue because now other people are seeing it and they're like, now they get it. But mm. it's I, and it wasn't meant to be an embarrassment. That no, like, that's, that, that's, happened. that's a tricky line, though. Yeah, that happens. Uh every so often i would say i would say several times a year something happens where you need to point out you do realize that if this was in a a working situation if you were employed you you might be getting written up for this mm-hmm. um and just not having that self awareness or that social emotional understanding of what's appropriate and what's not appropriate mm-hmm. or how it might be affecting someone else mm-hmm. those things that you say uh you know, I've been on this uh, social emotional course, learning course, uh, yoga, meditation, um, SEL stuff. And it's it's really showing you like some of the finer nuances of things that, oh, whoa, you know, I mm. didn't think I'd learn much from there. And then you come away for a weekend with a weekend's worth of therapy and that's how I've learned over the years, being hit so hard emotionally, mm. just saying, 
you know, I need to change. I can't be that way. So in situations, I will be more reserved. I will shut up. I won't be the one that's always taking the floor. Not that you'll know here. <laughs> but, but then, you know, just kind of setting back, having others, because there's also a psychology to that as well, because then you kind of come off as though, oh, he's the, he's the clever, silent one. <laughs> I just don't really know what to say, but um, yeah. So it's just uh, you know some of the some of the 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 question I think that spawned this week was uh, on Sunday last Sunday on the course we did six hours and it was all about how authentic are you, how truthful are you, mm -hmm. and uh, you know first a blush I just thought well I'm I pride myself these days i've come a long way and i want to paint a nice picture of me but now these days i just try and be as truthful as i can it is what it is the house is you know the way it is and what have you there's not much i can do about it so when i have people over you know but uh it's it's that it's that analytical analytical aspect of you look at yourself and you say well what little lies how how am i not being authentic for example, might be I might be putting on a face or an act while I'm with someone else, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe I, I can't stand their guts, but I got to put up a face because mm -hmm. otherwise I'm going to upset this little ecosystem I'm yeah. in. And it just makes for a sm smoother uh, work week or, or w whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Dan. But... Uh, <laughs> Said it. <laughs> but, tells me. Yeah. <laughs> Did it in a safe space. <laughs> Being recorded. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's all these little things. For example, when you speak to people and you have different relationships with different people mm -hmm. and you have to put up, you kind of have to, right? Because what, you're going to be a jerk, you know? Mm -hmm. You're going to be that one that says, no, I'm going to be myself. So I think, yes, it's nice to be aware but the world in reality also isn't like that. So it's not like I can all of, all of a sudden lift up all of the curtains and there's a wizard. You know, it's mm. it's like you need to... Uh, I hope there was no like euphemisms in there. No. <laughs> Water break. So uh, Don't mind the man behind the curtain. <laughs> but yeah, so it, it, it just... It, it does... Uh, it does... Looking at some of these responses pretty much flabbergasted me. You know, really, mm -hmm. like, but they're typical, I think, responses from a younger bunch of individuals that are filling out the form. And maybe I think a lot of adults also think that they know themselves, but on what level are they lying? But that's, and that's the thing. So like when you're thinking about like your self-awareness, like there's so many different variations of what you should be thinking about or looking mm -hmm. for. It's not, it's like your values, it's your beliefs, it's like your personality, it's like your boundaries. Like mm -hmm. think about the fact that people never really assess what their boundaries are, or what things like really make them tick. Like I'm one of those people that I'm like, I know where my, my, my point is and there's certain things that I can let go or deal with. And it's like, but I know my, my cutoff, but think about how many kids don't and think about how that's how they end up by you in the office of success, yeah. mm -hmm. because yeah. they maybe never had boundaries before. And now people are asking them to do certain things mm -hmm. like put their lanyard on every day, which they haven't done in so right, long, right, you know? Yeah. So just think about like and the, and, all and the You, you got to kind of wonder, based on what you just said, you got to wonder how many of these things have been tolerated for so long 
that they don't know that they set they've set that a balance. You know, if the ref is letting everything go, then <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. Then you realize, what are you calling now? You know what I mean? Right now you're gonna call. Yeah. you're gonna call a foul on that now. Right. But yeah. that's interesting because then it becomes one of the. And I always love the metaphor of like the idea that you can drive 100 miles per hour mm -hmm. and, and and get away with it. You know, drive past the cop and he might not pull you over, but right. the next day he might. Yeah. And you mm -hmm. can't be like, hey, you didn't get me yesterday. Right. But a lot of students and a lot of people in yep. general will be yes. like, well, be consistent. What's the matter? How can, yes. Why are you going to stop me today? That's not fair. Right. It's like just because you got away with something once or just because, you know, that was okay that time, it mm -hmm. doesn't mean that's now the rule. Yeah. Like the rule's still in place. And when it's enforced, it's enforced. Like that's why we get a lot of students, mm -hmm. and I, I don't blame them, who wig out when the seventh period teacher says, take the hoodie mm -hmm. off. Yeah. Because they think, well, wait a second, for six other mm -hmm. periods, I was green lighted for this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This guy, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's what do you mean? Well, no, I'm just saying, what are you making your own rules? The, the problem I have with uh, self reflection is I think I feel like I only take it halfway. Like anybody who knows me, I think I said it on the way down here today. Uh, I'm Stop system. talking about it on the way here. <laughs> Why are you We've got to it. <laughs> I walked here today. <laughs> no, but I mean, anybody, anybody knows me knows I'm 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 fond of the expression. Um, okay, I'm going to say something really mean now, <laughs> and then I say it anyway. You know what I mean? It's not like like I recognize. I have, I think I have enough suffer reflection to recognize what I do wrong, but I feel like a lot of times I only take it halfway. Like, I recognize it, but then I do it anyway. Yeah, but I still think that's awareness. Like, you're being okay. true to yourself yeah. by saying it, thing. but you're aware that other people might perceive it differently. Right. Yeah. And I think, going back to what Andrew was mentioning, it really had me thinking, and this is kind of what I, I hadn't been thinking about the whole self-awareness, which is why it's so vast. This is a very broad sure topic. Is, yeah. um, is the idea of to be authentic, you know, be your authentic self, and what does that mean? And I feel like I really, in the last few years, have struggled with that mightily. And it was the idea that I always wanted to be true to myself. But I, in order to do that, I felt like I couldn't be fake. I couldn't play the game yeah. mm -hmm. that sometimes required in a work setting. Sure. So if I if I did not like someone, I could not bring it upon myself to be like, "Hey, how are you this morning?" Oof. Because I would be like, I don't like this person. I don't want to say how they how it, so and that's why you haven't talked to me for years. That is, that is, so, but, but but the idea of like putting on a chipper mm -hmm. face and a chipper tone with someone that I'm just like, this person is the worst. And I have to then, and, and I've just come to realize like I was very standoffish as a result of that. And it wasn't my intention to be standoffish, but I was caught between how do I behave around people if I don't like them without being like fake. Okay. When, Cause I see so many people I have that skill. Yeah. Where they're like, and and I and it drives me nuts because I'm like, this guy. my wife and I are both like this. We ha the expressions are on our face. We're just like, they know what we're thinking. But then why? Is it, then you can just say hi and keep it moving because they can see it in your face. I know, I know. But but it was always to the point of being like, am I being disingenuous to myself? If I play that yeah. game of, yeah. oh, hey, how are you? And then it's like, oh, my God, I cannot stand that person so much. Right. And I see so many people do it. And I'm like, mm -hmm. should I have a problem with that? Or should I be more like that? And I've gotten to the place now where I will say good morning to people. And they might not say hello back. And mm -hmm. I'm like, screw them. But the next day I'm like, hey, good morning. How are you? And I won't even be passive aggressive like I said hello no. or something. I'll just be like, I'll just keep it moving. So I, I really have worked on that. And been become more conscientious about it and got out of my own head about it 
to be, and, and I feel like I'm happier as a result of it. Yeah. So what I was realizing is because I was trying to be overly authentic, I was making myself miserable because I was like, it's too hard to play that game where yeah, I have yeah. to be, you know, yeah, I was aware say, of that. Um, you know, if one person walks down the hallway and you have issue with them and you say, okay, I'm not going to say good morning to this person. Um, what's stopping them from saying, you know, Dave doesn't say good morning to anybody. I do, and, and, well, that's having, how I was perceived. I know. Well, well, I mean, again, I mean, maybe they have no self-awareness and have no idea why you might feel the way that you do and, and hold it against you and then start broadcasting that to other people and saying, mm -hmm. I don't know, you know, Dave doesn't say good morning he doesn't say good morning to anybody he's, yeah, he's a bad person the thing yeah yeah then, then i'm forced to, to be like everyone's an ass <laughs> screw them all yeah there's actually with him. all there, right there's actually um yeah. over time i've 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 struggled with that very same thing and uh i've dealt with some individuals that i've walked past for years mm -hmm. you know and i or months maybe weeks or eight days and i i walk <laughs> past these individuals every morning and it would be good morning and sometimes i see myself and i'm overcritical, and i sometimes see that my, i might be too bubbly for some people mm -hmm. i'm just being genuine there's no act and just being me that's mm -hmm. it and uh after a while a couple of individuals one in particular would just look down and start doing that Mm -hmm. uh, they're now in a position of uh, greater power, <laughs> and, and I'm I'm kind of glad because no more hold duty, no more accidentally bumping into each other. Mm -hmm. But once I'm done with someone, I just I either ignore or say hello. If I bump into them, there's no animosity. I'm just hello and just on my way. You yeah. know, n yeah, no skin. Ever had somebody else in your life, uh, your significant other, you know, uh, significant, who've who've asked you on. Uh, to be in genuine, mm -hmm. to, yeah, I know you don't like this guy, okay, but we're gonna sit down at dinner with them, no. okay? <laughs> no, Michael, never do that. <laughs> never, my that. face would say it all. You, you, would, would you, you tell him to be Would you ask him no. No. Fernando Colon, hi Fernando. He <laughs> says that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, oh, that might be what it, that that's actually he might have been talking about what I was doing because that yeah. was uh, f f a few minutes ago. Yeah. So, but uh, isn't that a social skill that you sometimes uh, required to have? You know, uh, to be, to know to be, how to handle situations, yeah, to, like, yeah, to be, a little to be aware of different. Yeah. Yes, and I yeah. think that's the point. It's not. It's not. That's what I could not grip with that is the idea of like an right person. that's the problem i kept saying i can't be fake i, I kept telling myself don't be fake it's almost don't like you gotta fake. check your integrity. and i think part of it was because i see people change sometimes based on the positions right we've all seen people yeah. who who move to a different position or they they a different job or oh, whatever your microphone where is this gravitating and then then it becomes um yeah. almost like i need this you job. have to you have to like eat certain things yeah. in that position yeah is what i mean not to, and that, it's more like um well we, we, you know um that's yeah, true like, good that's like all Can <laughs> like, you, that's the you, you, if you have a position where you have to eat certain things you're, you're representing uh a larger force or right. an organization um and i was talking to somebody else about this uh can you then step outside of that and say dave look Okay, you know what I mean you, you know what I do for a living, or you know my position, or whatever. I need you to know that I've got to do certain things, and I may right. come across the 
a certain way, Alina or Andrew. I, you know, you know what I what I do here, and um, I hope you don't take it personally. But I've got to I've got to take on this this I, role, this I persona. Fired? Yeah, you're fine. I mean, live on I mean, the podcast. Is who else could do? But again, think about think about how that person's probably struggling with their own self awareness right, yeah. in, in a different position. Yeah. Because just like you said, like it affects your mood. It's not right. Like, that's if, why if you're constantly like battling lists, like value, like can I speak to this person even though they're not one of my favorite people? And you're mm -hmm. fighting this with yourself. Like mm -hmm. it's then affecting your mood and your overall well being. I'll tell you what happened recently. Um, as I, I'm, I'm the biggest moron at times for just putting my foot in my <laughs> mouth and saying silly stuff. Right. So I'll say we were at a wedding once. Right. And I'm talking to someone and, uh, they said, oh, you know, do you do much photography at weddings? I said, no. I said, I, I always get, I always get, you know, grabbed aside. Oh, could you do some photo, take some photographs? And I said, it's a pain in the butt, you know, and I'm, and I'm complaining about it. Next thing I know, I'm looking over and a good friend, husband of a good friend oh, is no. right there. And I did exactly that, but I didn't mean it in that situation. Mm -hmm. I just mm -hmm. didn't mean it. So I'm like, oh, they heard, they heard. And ever since then, there's been a bit of weird kind of vibe going on. <laughs> but recently, actually last week, I was in the cafeteria and uh, oh, let's see. You can I see it. Fernando just said something really awesome. Um, you can be genuine regardless of how you feel about someone. No need to pretend or expect a response of some sort or of, of acknowledgement. That hello you gave is sometimes just for you. And I think yeah. that that's yeah. like Perfect. a big, yeah, that's a good big point. point. Like yeah. it's mm -hmm. about you. It's not about right. them. It's not how it's Because I have felt better for just myself. Yeah. And, it, and, yeah. and it, it has no nothing to do with the person that I'm interacting with. It's just I feel more in control of my yeah. emotions and my mood by just not getting into my head of being like, this is not a person you're going to say hello to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Walk by them. And then it kind of like puts me in a bad mood of like. Why didn't I? You know, why, why couldn't I? Because yeah. you're not that right. type of person. Right. Well, that that's what it was getting to the point where I was like, why am I? You know, and I think part of it was like getting even the you know, doing the morning announcements now, it's like kind of like another way to be like, all right, I'm trying to give off more of a positive vibe in the morning. Do you want to be liked by people? I I know this sounds kind of low in that. No, I mean, um, I don't want to be disliked. Yeah. Is that, is that something that should be just a, it's not know, a like common goal. I do want, I, I do value more of the respect thing. Yeah. You know? And I do feel like sometimes when you're not approachable, they could be taken as disrespect and i don't want to be viewed as someone who's disrespectful either which is as, as a pleasant person do you know? yeah, not even that i just feel like i mean i i think i'm a good teacher and and i want to be valued as an educator in the mm -hmm. building and things like that so if i come across other staff members or students and things like that i want people to be like oh yeah there's mr ritchie he's he's a good he's dude right. like, yeah, yeah it's yeah. not about like oh i like him a lot because if that was the case i wouldn't teach the way i do Right. Because most of the kids are like, screw this guy. This <laughs> so it's not about popularity. No, right? it's more like, yeah, he's he's doesn't he does a good job. He's he's no nonsense, that kind of thing. Yeah, but he's like also he's also an approachable person, stuff like that. And again, I don't that's yeah. why you don't want to be standoffish to be approachable. That makes this complete opposite. So it it is something that, like I said, and that the reason I say that is because you're trying to educate students, but I'm saying that six years ago I was a different person. Mm -hmm. educating those students exactly so it, it doesn't end it's not you know we're talking to kids that are literally i i say are in the middle of their formative years yeah 
So they have to be taking some stock of this, but also understanding that who you are, uh, I think you brought it up before, Dan, about like if someone says you haven't changed, that's not a good thing. It's not a compliment. Mm. Is that you? Or is that you? If it was wise, it was probably me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't want to take credit for it. Yeah, but it was something uh, like that where it was yeah. like you should be no, changing. I think you said it, Dan. But it, it is the idea of constantly, <laughs> if you're in a constant reflection, and you will get wiser by reflecting and learning from mistakes and going through the motions. So mm -hmm. here I am at 39 making revelations at 37 38 39 that i didn't have in my early to mid 30s or in my 20s and i'm still trying my best but i think in trying your best is by reflecting and if you stop trying then you're not going to be your best if you just go i'm good the way i am mm -hmm. let me just hit cruise control now and then i'm good and asking questions so let me hit you with this one so a girl comes to my office not one of my students but you know i love them all right i'll take right. them all come to my office come talk to me and she comes in and she's like, you know, I, I just started talking to my biological father. I'm realizing that, you know, him not being in my life, I'm with this guy that I don't even really like. I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, so let's talk about that a little bit. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I think just, you know, not my dad not being around. I'm like, okay, abandonment, like attachment. And we're like throwing these words out there. She's like, yeah. And it's just like, I don't know why. So then I just start hitting her with questions, asking questions. I'm not mm. giving her any answers. I'm just asking right. questions. She's like, I think I'm going to break up with him. Yeah. <laughs> right? So it's yeah. like, again, like when's the last time someone sat with someone and yeah. just asked yeah. questions and they had the mm -hmm. ability to reflect mm -hmm. on the reasons that they, they do the things they do, these behaviors, these patterns. And I think that that's the bigger part of self-awareness. Like if you're around people who are asking questions that allow you to reflect on yourself and do those things like again you can grow from it but mm -hmm. some of our kids are missing that they're not they're not having conversations they're yeah. not talking to their family their friends their mm -hmm. anything you know so how do you how do you change that how do we help them become more self-aware then you know yeah. a question actually again fernando fernando was talking about that at lunch today um just saying that Look, as even as educators, it's it just you know nothing new, but just a, a nice reminder that even as educators, uh, just to uh, give the facts, offer the facts, ask questions, and uh, lead them to a, a higher level of thinking that ends up having them kind of decipher things for themselves and giving them that those aha moments, you mm -hmm. know. So, uh, well, I think that's what mellow does yeah, too. It's, exactly. it's, it's funny because you have, there's all these sections in there about different issues and, mm -hmm. and different ailment, you know, things that would be bothering you or and even labeling it and giving yeah. it a name. Yeah. And it's funny because until you are aware mm -hmm. that there is something called that and there, and other people have gone through it or mm -hmm. are go going through it, you just think you're it's just nothing or, yeah. or it's only me. Yeah. So, you know, I know, for example, like a few years ago, I read a book about codependency mm -hmm. and I had, and I've never even heard the word before. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, I'm aware of it and I can understand how it has applied to my life. And it also is something that I use when I teach a book like death of a salesman. I'm like, are there codependency issues in the Loman family? And when I do that, I'm educating them about codependency and then they can then, if they want to internalize, okay, that's something that happens in my family, or I think that might be going on here. And then they can at least start to think about, and that's the whole point of the SEL, especially how to you know utilize it in a classroom, yeah. is to be able to take these emotional strategies and these social strategies and apply it to the curriculum if you can. And then indirectly, I mean, anything with literature, 
they're going to be connecting to it and think about if they were in that shoe, what what would they say to that character mm. or whatever in a Socratic seminar? We could talk about that stuff. But I think it's really valuable to just the first step, be aware of it, like understand what it means and how it may apply to your life or a certain situation. Well, I also think that we have to give the students uh, opportunities to express what they're thinking and we're back to uh understanding your actions taking responsibility for it um you have to have relationships that you can trust in your life uh i mean if you're self-reflecting by yourself all the time yeah. maybe you're green lighting everything right yeah rolling my eyes is perfect i'm, I'm yeah. okay with it yeah. that's great i'm gonna just keep doing it i think you have to have relationships that you trust well we are inherently defensive Human beings are defensive <laughs> yeah. creatures, right? So, no, we're not. If, <laughs> yeah. so if um, if we're sitting to, with ourselves, just reflecting, yeah. we could always convince ourselves that whatever we're doing is right, right, and that whatever so someone else is doing yeah. is wrong, mm -hmm. and we could always de deflect. I've yeah. lived most of my life like that. Yeah. You know, most of my early adult life, just thinking that was stupid. Why did you do that? You know, and yeah. it, I was always in the right uh, yeah. especially in a relationships you know and I, but i think that's you know how does a young how does a young adult learn that unless unless they go through those mm -hmm. painful moments you know mm -hmm. they got to have loss and and heartache and all these things to learn some of those lessons but yeah. it's also because you can tell them right but you, but you should be and, and i still value this and i tell the students this and i tell people who do this to me they if if somebody checks me on something Right. And I think everybody to a certain extent always winds up with a spouse that like checks them. Right. Like, that calls you out on something. Right? <laughs> they're, they're, they're not going to just simply just take your crap. They're going to be like, knock it off. I need to jump in here. I'm sorry. Because you just you just hit a nerve with me. Um, I think that our I think a lot of spouses, including and especially my own, don't get enough credit for keeping you in line. You know, I, I, I in a, in a good way. Like, yeah. well, you know, what were you thinking? Right. You know, what I mean? because I know inside your own head. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is my wife talking to me. Inside your own head, this totally made sense, right? right? Yeah. But I need to tell you something. Okay, you might want to sit down for this, <laughs> right? And I, I think a lot of a lot of times, um, th those people in your life don't get enough credit, you know, yeah. for for calling you out. And that you why people like yeah, that. why I say that is my wife does that to me, but it's all and, and I do that for her, and and that's why it works. Mm -hmm. But it's also the idea that. We should encourage people who we, you know, who show us interest in our lives right. to do that. Whether mm. it comes from a teacher, a counselor, it can come from, you know, anybody. You just, you want people, if they, if they show a genuine interest and they get to know you on a certain level, mm. allow them to do it without being combative and then reflect on it. But your reflection shouldn't be, how can I prove that person wrong? Right, right. It should be, right. is there validity? I went to a teacher, the other, I, I had, we had a, a, a faculty meeting the other day and I went off in the faculty meeting uh, about oh, was there. attendance, <laughs> about the attendance yeah. policy that's been going on in our school with teachers yeah. and whatever. I used a couple of curse words, whatever, <laughs> whatever. That here, don't no. But they were spelt really right, really well. <laughs> I can't and, wait to hear this. I really can't. So, so I like, I have this outburst and other people co-sign it and they're like, yeah, we agree. And, and the next day I went to a teacher who was a newer teacher and I said, you know, how did you take what I said? She goes, yeah. I, she goes I give you a six out of 10. And I was like, yeah. why a six? And yeah. I was kind of like taken aback, like, yeah. you know. And she's like, oh, I, I just took something a little bit differently than how you'd whatever. And I was like, oh, good. And I'm like, and I actually went to my next class 
And then after that 40 minutes came back and I went right back into the room and I said, I want to thank you for, for telling me that I was a six mm-hmm. in what I did. Mm-hmm. And it made me think about that. And I value that. And she goes, Oh, my, 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 my curse is that I'm too honest. And I said, that's good. I, I value that response and that feedback because it wasn't just, Oh, good job or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was just, and I, and I, I, when I get observed from, from people, tell me what I'm doing wrong. Just be like, don't be like, you did, everything was fine. No problem. You know, mm-hmm. because I don't want to rock the boat. Like, no, tell if something's wrong, tell me like, I'll be hard on myself. And sometimes it's better when I hear somebody else also. So then yeah. it really kind of gives me that nudge. Because I'm looking to grow. I want to be better. You, you, the, one of the very f- really interesting developments in myself in a relationship was uh, years ago, I would argue waiting for the breaks, waiting to jump in because I've got a really good thing to say. I've said that before in the past. Um, and then it, what would happen, I guess, what, six, seven years ago, is I would stop and I would listen to d i'd listen to what she was saying Mm -hmm. and i'm like does this make sense is this and i'd look at it purely from a logical standpoint i'm like actually you made you make sense oh okay all right got it you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i'd apologize or or what have what have you and and kind of move on but that was and as that was happening i'm going wow you know patting myself on the back a little bit because that's a big thing right to move from an egocentric argument to Mm -hmm. Just kind of all right. Let's uh, let's let's be a bit logical about this. Am I am I right? Am I wrong? Do I need to adjust? And it's so, okay to be wrong. Yeah, like, it's not it's not like it devalues you in any way. And I just had a thought. You are listening to the Social and Emotional Podcast with Andrew, Alima, Dave, and Dan. Check out more on the Mellow website at mellow. That's m l l o. dot a p p. And we're back. Oh my god, <laughs> it's midtime. That's it. Thank you. No, I mean it's nice to um. I mean maybe it's a mixed bag you need in your life. Uh, it's nice to have people give you compliments. Yeah, people. I'm sure you do. Um, people who give you compliments. You know, like hey, you're great. You're fantastic, Andrew. You're you're so clever. You know, you Dave, you're a great great teacher. Um, I I I, I like that you asked search for Dave's. Yeah, <laughs> I got that too. I'm like, go ahead. I'm waiting. Wait, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, that's a BS answer. Love the jacket. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, you know. I do think you need those people. I mean, it's it's okay to have a couple of um, people in your life who just kind of, um, you know, those topical compliments and they don't have to yeah. hit you hard anytime. And, the, you know, they're, you know, kind of a mix of people. I, I, I mean, you don't want everybody criticizing what you do, right? I feel like don't most people criticize? Isn't there always some question? Like, isn't that always come from, from somewhere? Yeah, like that's what we do we question mm, so right. many things like that's that's bound to happen you know it's yeah. just are you going to provide that critique are you going to provide that feedback and i feel like that's the one thing that's usually missing right well where does that go all right so let me ask you this question then to all of you how do you view that when it comes to something like social media when it comes to posting something like a picture for example if you post a picture yeah. of your child or you post a picture mm-hmm. of you know your family or you post something my daughter's going off the car whatever is there some type of expectation of the response when you post that do you have any semblance of i'm expecting there to be x amount of responses and i want to hear from these people and if these people don't like it or do people post things and it doesn't have to be just us but do you 
are there people who post things for the notoriety, the pat on the back, that your family looks great, good for you, congratulations. And are we searching for those things and then setting ourselves up for disappointment? Well, it's that dopamine hit, isn't it? We're looking for that gratification. But um, it, it like, yes, I'm doing it to kind of update and my family and I, that's the way we, you know, I've, I've thought a, a lot about leaving social media to a, to a big degree. Mm-hmm. Obviously there's business and stuff that needs to happen, mm-hmm. yeah. but um, it's funny. Relationships have, have changed. I've got, I've, I've said this in the past. I've got some, uh, that's it. More likes equals validation. Right. Fernando. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, there, there, there is that is as well. Is it authentic? Is what I'm saying. Is it just a bunch of people who go like, I, there's, they're fishing here. Mm-hmm. Let me just put it. You know, oh, there's the Christmas photo. Like, like you might be rolling your eyes, being like, oh, for Christ's sake, here yeah. we go again. This person posting something about their vacation or their success or their whatever. And does that? Can we? Are there people who genuinely think oh, I'm well liked because of that? Like, is that has that become a new? wrinkle in how we view ourselves based on our online persona for sure isn't that setting students up for disaster yes when it's not a genuine like or it's not someone they they even know and value their opinion but yet now they're valuing their opinion because someone said something or they're letting themselves leaving themselves open to a criticism Mm -hmm. like oh that's not a very good picture or what you're trying to you trying to look, you know, you, you think you look good in this or oh, isn't that Photoshop? There could be people out they are looking for the flaws, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah. once, cause you can get a thousand likes. Yeah. If one person says mm-hmm. that's not very flattering. That's mm-hmm. what they're going to remember. That's anyway. it. So aren't we opening ourselves up for more criticism? And, and is that a good way to, well, to keep a, a it, level head? It, it's very damaging. We know that, right? So right. Uh, whether we get likes or not enough likes, in fact, YouTube just announced that they're removing the dislikes button, which I think is fantastic. Well, that happened on Facebook originally. Wasn't there a dislike option? Uh, and ins- then, I think, what was it? Originally. Uh, yes, way back. Way back. Way back. Oh, yeah, originally yes. there was, and they got rid of it for the same reason. Yeah. The people actually, down, right? Wasn't yeah, but people literally down? had to write dislike in the comment oh. yeah. to, to show they disliked it after that because people were like angry they got rid of it. Right. So they would actually go into the comments and just write the word dislike. Well, <laughs> the nerve. But again, I think, so you talking about social media, that brings us all the way back to like the self-awareness aspect. So even getting kids or or students to start to think about like when you post things, like what is your reason for Mm -hmm. posting? Like, Mm -hmm. what are you looking for? Are you looking for any feedback, you know, when it comes to stuff like that? And I feel like that's probably something that they've never asked themselves either. Mm -hmm. And in thinking about myself, like as an adult, like in the beginning with like Leo, I used to post all the time because like my family, I wanted people to see him. I wasn't messaging everyone. And now I'm like, I don't. And it's not until my mom's like, I haven't seen my grandson today. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, yeah. let me shoot you this picture, you know? Yeah. So I, I don't well, know. Now you got me thinking, Alima, like as a, a relatively new mom, would people hold it against you if you didn't? Like, you know, what's going on with Alima? She, she's not posting pictures. She my friends do ask. Yeah, she, my she, friends she, do she's ask. She's not proud of her son. Often are like, what's going on? Is something wrong? They right, automatically think right. that something's wrong with me because I'm not posting. I'm like, nah, yeah, I'm I, tired. Yeah. I had to rebel a little bit um every every year uh wedding anniversaries and that type of stuff i 
I it when it becomes obligatory, I I start to rebel. Like I'm I don't want to post this, and sometimes I do it very late in the day, and it's it's actually me pulling away from social media a little bit, because. It, it 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 is everything that you're saying that it is right and yeah. it sh this stuff should be taught in schools right uh, and i hopefully through mellow that we can these are some of the questions that we can ask you know the students what are your re and this could be another week altogether right. you know yeah no i want to i definitely want to have an episode or two on just straight social media yeah well, and, I, and I have that, a question and maybe and maybe one really on, maybe one on crypto yeah <laughs> how's yeah. it doing by the way. <laughs> but i do think because yeah. that's another thing it makes me think of like the people and i'm not criticizing i just find it humorous yeah that put these big happy birthday to my wife and you mm -hmm. know here's the bunch of pictures and and she's the greatest and best mom in the world best this and i never do that for my wife because I just tell her, I'm like, happy, I'm right next to you. It's just between the two of yeah, you. Yeah, just like, right. happy birthday. I love you. Like, <laughs> I, I, wonder, I wonder how many do, do look at a situation like that and think, I guess he doesn't love his wife. Yeah, don't they love her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. They love her? And the same yeah. thing, I, I don't have any pictures of my kids on there either. Yeah. There's one picture, yeah. I think, from a distance where I have my my oldest daughter, who's probably two in the picture. <laughs> and and yeah. it's like, most people probably don't even know I have three kids now. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's, and I, I don't care. I mean, if you don't need to know that. If right. I see you, you see my kids. If not, whatever, if you want a picture, I, you can yeah. text me or whatever. I'm, if I'm not in contact with you, I don't really care because I, I don't want, and my mom knows and my family knows, they're not posting pictures of my kids because mm -hmm. it's not really, I mean, how many people their profile picture is just their kid? Yeah. I'm like, I don't even know what my friend looks like, yeah. but I know mm -hmm. what all their kids look like. And I know, right. you know, what all their activities are and where they've gone. And, and I do feel at a certain point, it's like, well, does the kid have any say in all of that? And at what point does that kid walk up to someone at the age of 10 mm -hmm. and they go, oh, I know all about you. Mm -hmm. and, it, and how would I have felt as a 10 year old being like, who is this weirdo that knows yeah. all about me? Yeah. And it's kind of like, I look at it like, how embarrassed would you be to someone just walk in your house and grab a photo album view when you were like eight? nine whatever right and then it's like we're doing that right it's, 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 i mean it's a separate it's topic a i don't want to go crazy no, it's a good it, point but... in the, you know my question uh for you guys and i'm not implying as, as i always say i'm not implying anything i really don't know this uh we get this uh, we always I, I think you have this impression that um due to social media people need this reassurance this uh confidence boost from likes and all that and my my question is maybe those needs always existed, but they weren't satisfied before social media. I know it's like when I was in high school, maybe there were a lot of people that wanted likes, but there was no vehicle for that. There was no venue for them to post stuff to like. What are they liking though? Is uh, Are the likes to their authentic self or is it to their online persona? Who they are online, is that a an exact replica of who you are genuinely because are, are you literally taking the best picture of yourself yes. the best quote yeah. of yourself how smart you are the best parts of your life and you're putting it out there and then what happens is when you get those likes they're liking your provided image they're not liking well, you filter the yeah. ultimate you. right yeah right but fernando just said it um he goes uh we probably you could see that have to try and find a balance with real life world and our online right. persona That's exactly because it. they're right. two separate yeah. things. Right. And, and how much do people apply their online image to their real life? 
Because again, if they're not happy with how they look and they keep a picture up of like some mm -hmm. kind of filtered whatever with some kind of bunny ears or whatever, it's like, oh, I love that picture and whatever. Mm -hmm. And do they think I'm I'm good enough looking? Do they value my intelligence? Do they value whatever about me? And do they really know who I am? Because that's, I think, a lot of the reason why people don't share their their true selves is because they, they don't think anybody else is willing to share it either because everybody else is sharing their best self. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm only going to give you my best. That was one of my biggest worries coming back to school this year was like, how are people going to come back to a face-to-face -face interaction where they yeah. can't be their online persona, where yeah. they can't be their emoji or their, what what what, what is it called? What, when they had like the well, picture of themselves on their thing, it's like they put whatever up. It's it, they're, they're, you know, so that's a that little avatar. Thing. Yeah, the avatar. Yeah. I mean, like you're selecting things, right? If you look you're on password, right? Yeah. <laughs> Five avatar. words or less. <laughs> well, all, all of this is changing very, very rapidly, yeah. right. right? So I know this is, you know, I want to stay on uh, topic, but Facebook is changing its name to Meta. It's all going really? to be uh, a virtual, an, world, an, a virtual right? world that you'll be able to live in playing gaming yeah you right. know all Get of the these VR stuff yeah. and we're, we're kind of mostly there already now we're mm -hmm. getting the visual and all the other technology that goes with it so it's it's uh you know hold on for the next like five to ten years where's all this going what's the uh crypto for that the oh <laughs> central land or ufo got it or or thousand dollars yeah ufo whatever that is ufo yeah. they'll probably buy the wrong one and buy an actual UFO. this is not a financial website <laughs> please do not take any advice advice for uh, financial but i think right. we have to circle back right yeah you want to yeah I mean, no I, I think we have to circle back especially because uh some of the things that were in this it's really important for us to like revisit and yeah, one of the things the where responses yeah no we we already talked pretty much didn't we talk about you want to go through actual numbers well just like real quick we could because I, I was really thinking about yeah, this yeah, like this ahead. was important so it goes i'm aware of right right um and again there were options they could they could check multiple things um I, you can read your percentages because you can probably see that better than i yeah can. so um the strengths were, you know, people said that about three quarters of the students who responded, which about 600 students said they are aware of their strengths. That to me is a little bit concerning only because that means a, a one quarter of the students are not aware of what they're good at. Wow. Which you need to know, like think right. about to, to pick your yeah. profession, to sure. do something beyond high school. So like, mm -hmm. you need to know your strengths as well as your weaknesses, yeah. but like yeah. to be able for them to be able to say like, I. But that's 150 students right there who are almost admitting indirectly to not having a lot of confidence, I guess, because you're like, I don't even know what I'm good at. Like, how do you not I, know I, what I, you're good at? I think the number is much higher than that. Um, who, who genuinely don't know what they're good at? The, yes. And, I, and I, I say towards the end of senior year, and actually from sophomore year on, I repeat it many times. So I was going to say, look, you're going to be asked many times, what do you want to do when you grow up, right? Mm. Uh, a, you might never grow up. Yeah. Yeah. And then B, um, you know, you, you need to take a while and just try everything. Try everything. Right. Find out. You're going to go through all these different experiences, and then you're going to find out who are you? What mm -hmm. do you like? So, you know, there's a lot of pressure on students to know themselves right now. Mm -hmm. uh, and for a very, you know, to, to get it all sorted out. Um, so I say get out there and play get out there and play try everything that you think that you might like but again it, and it's and it's okay right that's mm -hmm. the point it's like it don't 
Mm-hmm. I don't want students or, or anyone who's kind of unsure of what their strengths are to allow that to impact their vision of themselves, thinking right. that they're not yeah. as good as or they're lesser than just because they're like, I'm not really good at many things. And I feel like the problem with that on an academic level is that that's what leads a lot of students to overstress academia because mm-hmm. they think I need to be a good student because that's who I am. Mm-hmm. And once their grades start to drop, especially in an honor setting, they start thinking that they're going to lose some sense of identity because I've always been getting A's. I've never gotten B's. That's who I am. And it's like, that's not really who you are. That's like something that that happens yeah. mm-hmm. in your life, but it's yeah. not who you are. It's not like you're not this grade. Yeah. Like you're a person, you have other things, you're right. social. But I think a lot of people often put too much stock in one area and that's where people start to feel like, well, where do I, and I think that's one, another one on here. We can just jump around to it. Like, who am I? Uh, where do I fit into my, at my school? Which was only forty four percent identifying that they are aware of who they are at school and where they fit into the school. That's fifty percent of the kids. Mm. You know, more than fifty percent walking around the hallways, going like, "Where's my place here?" And we do have a number of different clubs and sports and activities they can be involved in. Way more than that were available to us when we were in oh, school. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's almost that's also concerning that fifty percent still can't find their way. Uh, and again, I don't know if that's because they feel like they have to be in a club to be someone. And do they even realize that they can recreate themselves at any point? Right. If they don't like who they are, like, you know what? I remember doing that at least two or three times. Sure. Right, from this point forward, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to move forward in this sort of... And I just try different stuff. And yeah, uh, yeah it's um, all about experimentation. But just trying being with friend things, groups, right? And mixing things up. Mm-hmm. Right. And sure. and like you said, with the grades, like the kids who are like, you know, I have to be I was an A student and now I'm not. And that's stripped away. It's like um, and I not just being divorced, like going mm-hmm. through a divorce and, mm-hmm. and then you're stripped that stripped away. And it's like they they may not know themselves in our school. But then I, I guess on the other is there one like know your themselves in their community or. Did... Well, this one's at home where I fit into my family. Is and is that one higher or lower? A little bit higher. It's at 50, 58 percent. But again, still, like, mm-hmm. that's that's pretty scary to, like, yeah. feel that, like, then at home and at school, they don't feel like they know their place. Yeah. And just so you know, uh, all of these uh, results that we get from the polls are going to be put up onto the website, broken down, because they're all anonymous, and it's just data at this point. So just just an interesting snapshot. It also kind of shows on. what other schools can do with sel from a broader perspective to get mm-hmm. just use polls yeah you know and they could be anonymous and you can get a you know a little bit of a pulse on what the students are experiencing how the staff feels and just kind of check-ins they take a couple minutes only and it's very easy to up the update maybe we call them polls like the the pulse polls. with a z polls polls do the yeah. polls because you don't <laughs> be so confused i'll explain, like I'll explain like that <laughs> Um, but, but again, it kind of is confusing, I guess, and misleading because it almost makes you feel like, well, who am I? Again, it could be that question of like, how am I supposed to know who I am in my family? Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. is it just enough to be like the firstborn or the only child or to be, or do I need to have a defined role in my family that this is your responsibility and this is what you need to do here to contribute to this unit? And I don't feel like that needs to be defined though. Yeah. But it's about just at least being aware of who you are and what you can contribute to the family as being like, well, I'm, I'm happy at home. I'm always, I'm, I'm, I'm in good mood and I, I'm always being, showing gratitude and things like that. 
that could be a role. Like, you know what you're, you just have a level of comfort with yourself is more mm. of like what the question's asking. Just saying like, I know who I am and I can be who I want to be with these people that's in it. this setting. And that's kind of what like, the goal is. But I feel like that's the other thing that's a question. Don't forget some of our kids, they come to our school and they're one way and then they have to go home and they have to be right. another way, whether yeah. Yeah. their sexual identity, like right. their identity, their presentation, like all those things yeah. that they're constantly forced to shift based mm -hmm. on their home situation and whether their home situation is accepted of it. Right. You know, so it's like some of that may may play a role. The in fear for student. me would be if they if they check if they didn't check either of those two, if they can't feel comfortable at home and then they come into school they're not comfortable either yeah. mm -hmm. that's their day mm -hmm. for most of them yeah yeah and dare say I, I i know a couple as well over the years that uh have been that way and it's just um you know you wish you could jump into the lives and but it's is is not as simple as that everyone's got to deal with their own their own thing but uh yeah well, some, you, you, you can you, see you, it you had me thinking when you, when you talk about going back home and, and coming back to school um I uh, I grew up in a very white American culture. My neighborhood, my family, my school. Uh, for a lot of our students, they have a strong cultural identity yeah. at the house that is totally, even despite the fact that we have a very, very wide demographic as far as, you know, uh, diversity is concerned at our school. You're still going from a very American mm -hmm. environment, you know, and what America is, it's diverse, mm -hmm. but then you may be going home to a very strong, um, you know, culture that is not, you know, not very American. Yeah. Well, it's like this, it's like the salad bowl, not, it's not a soup bowl, it's a right. salad bowl. So it's like, you, yeah, you're the cucumber and you're amongst all cucumbers and then you then you jump into the salad for school and then you're back with the cucumbers only right right so it's right. that premise of like well you know how much am i taking from this like more diverse setting to bring home and mm -hmm. how much am i vice versa bringing and expectations in? expectations yeah. from the members of that culture right you know who um you know you're 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 here but you're here in our house right yeah. you know something very interesting happened last week and i can't remember how it was brought up senior graphic arts uh, graphic design 3d animation and uh i'm like wait a minute oh i was playing i was playing some some uh hispanic music and you know very uh it was what was uh hispanic culture heritage, yeah, heritage. Yeah, yeah. 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 so i was playing some music in class and i'm like wow a number of people are singing along i say wait a minute how many of you could speak a different language than than you know english mm. Over half the class put up their hand. That's the first time that I'd ever really got a good understanding that not everyone speaks. That's not their first language. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you have to shift gears every day, boom, yeah. boom, and it's in and out and it's back and forth and all that, um, do you have to make a decision or do you, do you try to, do you try to be different things at different times of the day? You I think know, we all do, though, right? Might be an automatic switch. I mean, we, we, yeah. yeah, it is. I think you just get used to it. But I think that's all yeah. of us, right? We we kind of, with our kids, we act a certain way, yeah. probably, right? You carry yourself a certain way when you're with your friends. You know, if you go to church or something, you're not mm -hmm. carrying yourself the same way every single place you go. Um, but I think that's just part of life, 
right? If yeah. they just, you know, you make those switches pretty naturally. You know, how we speak here is, you know, when we shut it down, we're not speaking the exact same yeah. way. <laughs> a little more language involved. Yeah. Um, yeah. We use real, real words. <laughs> but, uh, and that's just the way things are, I think. And I think that's fine. And I think the kids are learning that. You know, and some of them are going to be better at dealing with it than others. And some cultures right. kind of it, it, But if you move to a different culture with your wife and your kids, you, you move to your husband. You you have, right? I mean, it, it's kind of similar culture. But you go you go to a completely different culture. Where it you might feel, as well be a completely different. Well, yeah, yeah. Were you, were you at all protective of the former culture with your with your children? Or did you, were you okay no. if they just totally lose it and no. say, okay, we're whatever now and we're going to forget about right. the old country no proudly proudly you know british in my own way you're not even proudly british well, just, what about with the, just, with, with the kids with your kids with, with my my actual kids my, yeah. uh, my 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 own kids um no they're they're more american than anything you know i always get the funny question do, do, do your children have british accents you're like no, no. but you didn't, you didn't feel like you owed it to the greater part of your family to kind of have that connections uh, with your kids to you know no we uh no we 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 celebrate what however we celebrate in fact we're we try and impart a little bit of america to to the uk Go you, you know way, just sure. to, well just yeah. to stay you guys should really try Thanksgiving. Just try it on for size. You're going to love it. You know, a yeah. little bit cheaper, less gifts. Um, <laughs> it's just more expensive when you do both. So, uh, but yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm is, not, is it harder yeah. when you're a kid of, of, of multiple cultures? I, I think at this point in their lives where they are in high school, they're figuring that out. They have to figure it out for themselves. I think probably when they were younger, you know, they're going to go by the law of the household. And now they're at a point where they're starting to break away from the law of the household a little bit more because of their exposure to different cultures and, and, you know, social media. And does that cause friction in the house though? It could, I think absolutely it could in certain situations, um, depending on how, you know, resilient the, the parents are and things like that and staying with, this is the way it's going to be. But I've also seen students go the other way where they, where they dabble a little bit in becoming more Americanized, but then they, they take a trip to, to the home country and they're like, oh, this is the best. I love this. So, and they really gravitate more to that and they hang on to that very, you know, you know, very strongly. One of, uh, one of the, the finest students to have uh, gone through our, our, uh, graphic design program, uh, Margaret, she, uh, she did a piece that is actually hanging. Um, let me get this right. She, it's hanging in Washington, uh, and it was some real big like art show and she won a part of it and her work is hanging and it's it's talking about and fernando could uh um we'll, we'll get the phones working for next time but um it was how she feels that she doesn't fit in anywhere she that, that she doesn't fit in to the american english side and she doesn't fit into her own heritage side because someone discounted because you know she was born here and just you know just yeah. all of that internal and that's what that piece of artwork was about well, we're gonna have to deal with that with our kids right? identity absolutely <laughs> um any biracial or mixed race child yeah. and and again like me like i don't know what it's going to be like for yeah. him and and not being black enough and not being yep. white enough and, mm -hmm. and that's it oh you 
you speak white. Like I had to yep. actually deal with that growing yeah. up. Like yeah. you talk white, and I'm like, okay, well, what does that mean? Yeah. You know. So I, I it, again, that's something that's yeah, coming. That's, yeah, coming. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask both of you. Is that is that something that you have to um, sit down with your significant other and plan, or is that something you that you're just gonna say, it. look, we, we're gonna we're just gonna let this develop as it does and we're going to work yeah i mean this is the i mean we're up against it but i mean this is a whole nother topic we can get into because i think this definitely deserves it uh i don't want to shortchange it in any way but yeah i i think just a quick answer to that would be you got to kind of go with the flow in a way and you got to deal with things as they come as you could have a genuine like a generalized plan but you have to kind of balance between let them figure it out and then when do I step in? And there's That's... certain things you know you're gonna have to address. Right. Yeah. Like you're gonna have to yeah. address up front. Yeah. Like yeah. my daughter's hair. <laughs> that's good. Like that's already yeah. starting to be like, like kids are playing around with it yeah. and stuff like that. Or like so it's like Leo being you're a black man. Like technically yeah, right, you're a black right, man. Like right. that's something I'm gonna have right. to address right. with him. Yeah, you know? How he how he looks and how he acts in a certain like a yeah. whiter neighborhood and stuff like that. And Again, that's a whole different show. Yeah, yeah, we're not different thing. <laughs> yeah. But just a quick little re, uh, just a finality type of thing, a final thing with the um with the poll today. The the reflections that we or the the post that we received in response to uh what do you do to maintain self-awareness? I realized from looking at the responses that many students do not, did not understand the question or yeah. know how to respond to that question. Yeah. But they responded and a lot of people just said, I don't know what to do or by being myself. A lot of people put things like go to the gym uh, or draw. Like those are not sleeping. You got yeah, sleeping, sleeping yeah. was a bunch of them. And, and I it look was like, around. It was one. It was one. Right. Of them. I but, look around. But the point is that just shows us that we need to teach self awareness yeah. because people don't know. We, we took for granted in a way with with the poll and with the topic that students know what it is. That people in general even know what it is. Like what mm -hmm. self awareness is. Yeah. And even though I defined it, it still wasn't enough to really kind of. And I, and I think it's incumbent on us moving forward to have people explain it to the students taking the poll or to anybody taking well, the poll. Well, I think you make a great point. It. The fact that you felt obligated to define it. Right. We're talking about people that are within the next year or two are going to be adults. Yeah. Right. I mean, some of these kids are going to be 18 and, and you, you, you felt the need to define it and it still didn't kind of stick. But, but to your point earlier, not to, to, to kind of make it just about students, but I feel like if we sent this to the staff. Yeah. How many people? Right. Like you get a variety of adults. They might be like, yes, yeah, sleep, Absolutely. go to the gym. You know, the same things, right? <laughs> right, I jog. Because even for myself, yeah. it, I mean, there's going to be your answers that people would say, like, think, reflect, meditate, which yeah. are great. But when they're putting things that are more escapes, yeah. it's yeah. the complete opposite of getting to, to know music, what yeah. you're dealing with. Going to sleep, listening Paint, to music, right? Was a painting. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's relaxing. Sure. I'm not saying these things aren't relaxing, but they're more escaping dealing with who you are or reflecting on things it like you're not an doing. expression of self though right what is that a way that you maintain self-awareness like if someone's an artist and and they paint wouldn't if that was something that was genuinely something that they valued yeah i feel like if you're talking about values that yeah, would that's, be something that's that a little could... bit uh, on like the other uh, i could see it going both ways okay. without, but going to the gym yeah <laughs> Look at the gun right now. Are you yeah. self-aware? Did you see the look on your face? Just, I did biceps today. I think so. And again, just really quickly, but for me, and yeah, it's that. an escape. But I, I, I go to the gym because it's something that I've 
I, I value the hard work and the effort that it takes to like be there and to do things. So, so are you like, saying that's the venue that you're you use one of the avenues that I use because I'm aware that I need that when you outlet, want to self-reflect when I want to reflect when I want to think yeah. like I was doing backspots the other day and I was like I need to get my life together okay. <laughs> I actually when well, I, I don't used... know how many people are there looking at it going like mm, yeah baby oh man I need to do some more <laughs> I need to get my life together <laughs> yeah. when I when I used to cycle to the gym that was that was actually my first because I used to cycle everywhere and uh, cycling to the gym was the first time I ever kind of dis well it wasn't it was the it was the second time that I kind of discovered uh meditation of sorts and when I would cycle it was around uh the, the time of the Oklahoma bombing mm -hmm. and um it brought up a lot of stuff for me because a lot of children were uh, uh hurt and killed and, and, and what have you yeah. and uh, I did a lot of writing a lot of writing yeah, and i came it. up with the the, the 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 major foundations for it on the bike so in the gym maybe yeah i just don't think <laughs> i don't think Forget that they you. understand <laughs> no. I, I hear but i think that like in, in closing and then trying to like finish this yeah. up and becoming like ask questions and really yeah. reflect and take the time to like think about the decisions you make the reasons that you make them the patterns and the behaviors mm -hmm. that you display and really yeah. question like why you're doing some of the things that you do. And I think that that's one of the first steps that everyone should be taking each yeah, and every that, time. That's a key point. I yeah. think another one is the idea of surrounding yourself with people who you will, you respect their opinion and then you yeah. can value their constructive criticism as well as their, you know, um, you know, their affirmations instead of just looking to the wrong places. Actually, you should up your friend game. Your friend should be a step or two higher than you are. That Typically someone that you would want to be yeah someday mm -hmm. like yeah, so you respect uh, them yeah. because of how they are and then therefore like you know they say like you are kind of how you're you know who you surround yourself with the, in a way the, the, the trick is are they going to want to hang with you maybe <laughs> no, no, no 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 like if i was if i was looking for someone that was uh higher than me would they want to hang out with such a low life yeah is anyone higher than you andrew though really <laughs> that was a trick question dave <laughs> So thank you so much today. We've had six and at times nine viewers at once. So okay. uh, thank you so much. Big time. So uh, we got the cable, the infamous cable I was looking for. So uh, next time, maybe we'll do a phone in. So we'll, to that. we yeah. can do uh, a phone in live. Yeah. But anyway, thank you so much. Anyone wants to say anything else? I think we're good. We'll All right. see you next week. See you next week. Hello and welcome to the Social and Emotional Podcast, the podcast for an SEL website called Mellow, designed for schools and built for life. Seven years ago, I was asked 160 big life questions and I knew something had to be done to help give some guidance to those in need. With the help of many hundreds of hours of video and audio responses to those big life questions were recorded, Mellow was born and is now being created in all its glory to help bring some relief to young adults and adults alike that need a little guidance and support navigating through life's ups and downs. And we have hosts, school counsellor Alima Puddup, AP English teacher Dave Ritchie, student success coordinator Daniel Ambrose, and myself, graphic design, 3D animation and digital media instructor Andrew Jones. 
we talk about all things social and emotional. Learning, laughing, growing, and sometimes almost crying as we go. We are live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, New York time, for an hour. So come join us, be a part of the live chat, or call in and let's talk. Now let's begin the Social and Emotional Podcast.